You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. Mighty God, we pray that you would humble sinners and exalt the Savior by the power and grace of your Holy Spirit for the sake of Jesus Christ and his kingdom. Amen. Uh, usually people come into a new year with high hopes and a clean slate. That is not exactly what I've been hearing from people coming into 2022. People are not rocking into 2022. People are wincing into 2022. Uh, you may have seen a dog that's been mistreated. And when somebody raises their hand to pet the dog, the dog shies away in fear. They interpret a gesture that you normally consider to be one of kindness and affection as one of fear and trembling. Well, the turning of a calendar year is usually one that springs new hope and new life, but for many people, it's not that way. 2020 and 2021 were just so bad uh, that there's more of a feeling of dread and of, oof, what could be next? On Twitter, Simon Holland tweeted, at this point, a new year seems risky. What about a certified pre-owned year? <laughs> when you anticipate difficulty, there's usually fear and anxiety in your heart. Whether it's you've received a diagnosis and you know that the treatment ahead is going to be difficult, you've had a surgery and the physical therapy you know is going to be painful, or you're just a student and you're looking at your classes and your workload for the semester of head, the head and you know it's going to be really difficulty. When there is a hard road ahead, we usually feel trepidation in our heart. Now, to me, one of the most compelling aspects of biblical Christianity is God's ruthless honesty about the difficulty of life. People who think that the default mode of Christianity is ease and lightness have not read the Bible very closely. Jesus says, in this life you will have trial and tribulation. He says, for anyone who would follow me must take up their cross. Well, in Isaiah 43, God has a pull no punches, let's keep it real conversation with Israel. When you pass through the waters, when you pass through the rivers, when you walk through the fire, when you walk through the flame. In this section of Isaiah, God is compassionately but candidly speaking hard truth to the Israelites. You've fallen away from me. You're spiritually blind. You have defied my commands. And you're about to be conquered. And it's going to be awful. He looks the Jews in the face and he candidly says, life is hard and it's about to get harder. But the Lord does not speak truth in a callous or hopeless manner. He does it with kindness. God comforts Israel, and he prepares them for the hard road ahead with tender honesty in a manner that dispels fear and anxiety. And that is our theme for today, the tender honesty of God. As we wince our way into 2022, or you wince your way into a hard season, God prepares you to do so without fear and anxiety. And I want to look at how he does this in two ways. First, the honesty of God. And secondly, the tenderness of God. Hearing the tender honesty of God 
enables us to anticipate the inevitable difficulties of life without wincing, but instead with peace and with comfort. So first, the honesty of God. My brother has been a nurse in critical care situations for over 15 years. He has told me that one of the most challenging things that he has to deal with in his career is when a healthcare provider delivers an unrealistic and overly optimistic prognosis to the family and to the patient. When there is an unrealistic, overly optimistic prognosis, it makes life very difficult for the patient, the nurse, and the family. It creates anxiety and disappointment and despair ultimately. One of my friends recently was having surgery to have his ACL repaired. And our other friend who's had this surgery multiple times said, I'm gonna be honest with you. The first two days, your knee is going to hurt so bad that you're not gonna wanna get out of bed to go to the bathroom. Now, that's a hard word, but that's a good friend. One time I was having minor surgery and the doctor said to me, Cameron, what I'm about to do is gonna hurt you more than anything you've experienced in your life. (laughs) It's only gonna last 10 seconds but those 10 seconds are going to be terrible. He was right, (laughs) but he was being a good doctor. Well, God does a similar thing to the Israelites in Isaiah 43. In verse two, he uses the images of passing through waters and rivers and walking through flames and through fire. These are images of overwhelming chaos and darkness. These are images of searing pain. God knows what is ahead. The Babylonians are going to conquer Israel. There's going to be violence, death, and starvation. The Israelites are going to be uprooted and carried hundreds of miles through the desert to modern-day Iraq. The Lord says, when you pass through the waters, when you walk through the fire. This is not an if statement. There is no conditionality. It is with guaranteed expectation. And that is the posture of expectation in the Bible. It's a when you struggle when you are depressed, when you grieve, when you're sick and feel crummy, when you make a massive regrettable mistake. Now there could be a temptation among preachers, particularly those on the television, to undersell the difficulty of life and to suggest that Christianity is a way to bypass pain and suffering. This is flagrantly unbiblical and it undermines the credibility of God. But fortunately, The Lord, in his word, tells us the truth. Life is hard. Life is very hard. And in this honesty, though, he's not hopeless. Now, the song, The Low Road, by the band Grace Potter and the Nocturnals, tells the story of a woman who has hit rock bottom. And a tender yet honest honest older man comes and offers her the truth. He says, I fell out of a daydream at the door of a long-lost friend. And I cried aloud without an inch of pride. I knew I had reached the end. An old and lonely man saw me sitting on the curb. He reached out and took my hand. He said, I know your song and I know your name. And there was a time that I felt the same. But it's a low, low road you've got to roll down before you find your way home, my friend. And it's a high, high hill you've got to climb before you get to the top again. The speaker has lost everything and is sitting on a curb, and this older man comes and sits by her. He takes her hand, he calls her by name. There's a kindness and there's a compassion in the way that he speaks to her. But there's an honesty. 
there's a low, low road you're going to have to walk down. And there's a high, high hill that you're going to have to climb. This is the tender honesty of a loving friend. And this is the way that Jesus relates to us. He tells us the truth. Life is hard. It is very hard. And it's important to note that the Israelites, their life was going to be hard because of their sin, because of their mistakes. And this comfort and compassion that Jesus offers with a hard life, it's not just on offer to us when we're the victim in a fallen world. It's also on offer to us when we make a mess of our lives through our own sin. And it is this tender honesty of the Lord that enables us to trust him with a hard road ahead. We can say, God, I know that what's ahead of me is hard. I have no idea how I'm going to make it. But I trust you to sustain me. I trust you to protect me. And from this trust in Christ comes the peace and the comfort that you need to face the future. Now, his honesty is crucial, but so is his compassion. And that takes us to our second point, the tenderness of God. Now, while this is a hard-hitting passage of Scripture, this is also one of the kindest and most encouraging passages that you can read in the whole Bible. And there are three elements to the tenderness of God that we can see here in Isaiah 43. First, there is God's intimate knowledge of his people. In verse 1, he says, I am the Lord who made you and formed you. He is saying that I know every single thing about you. He says, I redeemed you. He plotted out your individual salvation. He says, I have called you by name. He has an intimate relationship with you to the point that he speaks to you on a first name basis. And he says, you are mine. You are my treasured possession. You belong to me. Now the Lord reminds Israel that he knows everything about them. And the way this translates into the hard road ahead is that the Lord understands your pain. And he keeps record of every tear that you shed. Now, in the difficulty of life, there may be nothing that is more helpful than to be seen and to be understood. And the Lord God sees and understands you perfectly on a long, dark road. The second aspect of God's tenderness involves the value that he places on your life. In verse 3 through 4, he says, I give Egypt as your ransom. Cush and Seba in exchange for you. I give men in return for you. People in exchange for your life. The Lord says to Israel that he offers other people in exchange for his people, the Israelites. He's saying that your life is so valuable to me that I would exchange others for you. And this language naturally points us to the cross, where Jesus is a ransom for our lives. Think about this. When God the Father is faced with choosing between the life of his own son, Jesus, and your life and your salvation. He chooses you because he values your life that much. He is willing to sacrifice his own son on the cross because your life is so important to God the Father. Now, he reinforces this value by proclaiming, you are precious in my eyes. Precious. This is language that we reserve for our children and for our spouses. But God reserves that language for you. And this is so key because sometimes when you're on a long, hard road and you feel like 
every time you turn the corner, there's another hard road ahead. The very thing that you want to do is throw up your hands and say, God, does my life even matter to you? And God answers affirmatively and unequivocally, yes. Your life is of the utmost value to me. You are precious in my eyes. Now, the final example of God's tenderness is the empathy with which he relates to us. When the Lord says that he will be with his people in the waters and in the fires, this is not just a promise of his companionship. This is a promise of shared suffering. He is saying that he will feel your pain in those moments. Now, in the person of Jesus Christ, he passed through the darkness of the waters and he walked through the fires when he came to the earth. When Jesus came to the earth, he experienced the pain of rejection and of betrayal and of physical pain and of death and of loneliness and of illness. Jesus experienced all the pains of the human experience. The Lord is a suffering God who can identify with us in a hard, long road. Now, in an early 1990s country song called The Walk by the band Sawyer Brown, they sang about the comfort of empathy. The song is about a little boy who is walking down his driveway for his first day of school, and he's afraid and he's crying. And his father comes alongside him and holds his hand, and he tells him that he can identify with the difficulty he's facing. He says, down our long, dusty driveway, I didn't want to go, but I set out with tears in my eyes, wondering. And Daddy took me by the hand. He looked down at the school bus and his little man and said, don't worry, son, it'll be all right. Because I took this walk, you're walking now. I've been in your shoes. You can't hold back the hands of time. It's just something that you've got to do. So dry your eyes, I understand just what you're going through. Because I took this same walk with my old man, son. I've been in your shoes. What a comfort it is that the living God in the Holy Spirit is a God who walks with you down long, hard roads. And he is a God who can legitimately say, I took this same walk that you're walking now. I have been in your shoes. The Lord is a good friend who tells you the truth about the difficulty of life. But his greatness is found in the way that he walks into the waters. He walks through the fire. He walks down the long, hard road with you. And he does it with tenderness and with compassion. And he does that because he values your life so deeply. Now, in closing, I want you to notice that there are only two imperative statements in this passage in Isaiah 43. And it's said, it said twice, fear not, fear not. Looking forward to 2022 or, or whatever long, hard road you might face, it, it may be great, and let's hope it is, but it may be very, very hard. But the Lord is with you. He knows you. He understands you. He sees you. And because of his tender love, you will not be overcome. And for that reason, you do not have to be afraid. Let us pray. Almighty God, we pray that you would glorify yourself in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you will join us at one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.